0: Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards, or FIB, as we
1: have (laughs)
0: an acronym. I'm uh, here today with my uh, colleague and good friend. Judy Sedgman, now in Pittsburgh. (laughs) So she's still in the same time zone, but she's uh, up in the latitude a little bit where it's getting cold. It is. I'm still in Hawaii. And... uh, we thought today we'd have kind of a discussion about the whole issue of boundaries, because lots of people talk about needing to set their boundaries and people that have no boundaries. And um, we kind of were thinking about that um, in one of the groups we did. So one of the participants was talking about her needing to set boundaries and how she had a trouble doing that. And we got to thinking like, well, really, what is a boundary anyway? And what is this thing that people and that psychology talks about? Is something that we need to take care of, and we need to do something with. So, to me, our boundaries are kind of a sense of ourself and how we're doing our life and what we're allowing to happen in our life, in a sense. So, um, when people talk about setting boundaries they're like okay i've got to like be really black and white about something i've got to really be um um you know certain about how i'm going to act or what i'm going to act and usually people have trouble with boundaries because we start minding other people's business (laughs) so it's like we instead of keeping our mind on our business our mind goes to other people's businesses so what happens when we do that is we're so outside focused that we we get like too involved in what other people are thinking or doing, and we kind of personalize it a little bit, or a lot, depending on the person. And sometimes people, when they're so caught up in their thinking, they don't realize that they're overstepping their bounds. That they're like frequently like mothers sometimes get enmeshed with their children. And so they're always telling them what to do and managing their life and, and telling them how to think and, and all of those kinds of things. And sometimes um, in families, there's a lot of enmeshment where everybody's into everybody else's business. And their families can't get away from each other. So there's no like ability to have their own separate experience because they're so focused on the the shared experience that they have. So, when psychology talks about setting boundaries, they're usually talking about it after a bad um, experience has happened, like sometimes when there's violence in a relationship or um, when you get so caught up in you trying to care for other people, then it'd be like your boundaries weren't very well um, you know, formed. So usually what happens is, is it comes from insecure thinking. But people don't know that. So they try to set boundaries by acting a certain way or talking to people. And usually it doesn't come off that well. It comes off really like, oh man, this person's really a wackadoodle. She gets upset about everything because we don't do it very gracefully. Right. And that's kind of, I think, one of the things that happens. So understanding your boundary is a really good idea. But when you don't understand that it's your thinking, that can get off or other people's thinking that could get off, we tend to personalize it, right? So it seems like they're doing it on purpose or trying to control us on purpose, or they're trying to um, uh, hurt us because they're trying to tell us what to do. So like, in, in fact, this whole thing with the COVID vaccine is kind of an example of that. It's like people are saying like, I don't want people telling me what to do. Well, you know, it's not really that people are telling you what to do. It's like, what's the public health thing? What does our common sense tell us about what we all have to do to keep each other safe? But when we get kind of caught up in our own world, we don't see how to act and react to people in a way that's respectful and appropriate, but that we can all benefit from. We get focused on things in our mind and our thoughts that we think are important and then we don't really see how that impacts other people. So a mother decides that her child needs to act a certain way. So she makes the kid act like that. And the kids doesn't have the freedom to kind of learn how to act himself. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, that you just let kids do whatever they want. But there's a big difference between managing uh, other people's behavior or their life or getting too personal with people where you're like sharing things that, like going to work and talking about your sex life or something, you know, it's like it's it's like talking in ways that are too personal. So that's kind of what I see anyway with boundaries. Now, to me, setting boundaries is really listening to yourself. Whereas in psychology, setting boundaries is noticing bad behavior in other people and then setting a boundary, like saying no or keeping keeping a distance from the person or doing something where you. Feel like you're protecting yourself
1: drawing a line yeah
0: yeah drawing a line and yeah. becomes like a big deal
1: yeah that's funny because as you were talking my mind went to um kind of the switch that i felt in my business where when i was taking everything personally i always felt attacked when people were upset I you know, I never could see that people could just be upset, and I happened to be a person they were talking to you know that would, wouldn't occur to me if somebody upset was talking to me in an upset way. I assumed I had done something to upset them, and I realized that that was uh I didn't need to set boundaries for them. people can be upset and share it you know it's it's their problem or their business, but I realized that I had no limits to my ability to see things about being about me, you know, that I had never created a boundary around myself that said, you know, essentially what you said, mind your own business, keep track of yourself, keep keep on top of your feelings. You don't have to go there just because someone's else upset. You don't have to be upset too. You know, just listen, quiet down. Those things never occurred to me you know, one person would be upset, everybody would get upset. It was like, you know, it was very easy to get a whole f- room full of people riled up very quickly. And uh I, w- I was very surprised when I discovered that, you know, the whole idea of uh, managing other people's behavior was not dependent on what, what, what lines I could draw or rules I could make or, about, you know, like um the rules of the game. If we were going to start a meeting, okay, these are the, you know, the guidelines for the meeting, that none of that really mattered. What really mattered was the degree to which if I was facilitating something or I was taking a lead in a conversation, I could keep my bearings. And the boundary was, how bad are you willing to feel about this person's upset? You know, as soon as I drew a line there for myself and said, look, it's not my problem. I don't have to go there. They didn't get as upset because I wasn't feeding it. And as a matter of fact, I was unfeeding it. you know I was nurturing their their better feelings. And um, that was a big, you know, it, it seems very silly and, and kind of almost too simple to me now, but at the time it was huge. You know, when I didn't know it, and then I knew it, suddenly, when I knew it, I was like, this is this is life-changing." And it really was, you know, now it seems like, well, of course, what else would you do? But, you know, back in the day, I was like, holy cow, if I don't go there, they come back. You know, if I don't uh, get upset or or don't lose my common sense or don't do the thing that makes sense in that moment, and rather than having all these rules and, you know, I used to put up... uh, um, guidelines for meetings. Before every meeting, you know, we will respect each other's opinions. Well, they meant nothing when people got upset. They just ignored them. You know, it's like I had one client who said, I never sign contracts because contracts are meant to be broken. You know, if people get upset enough, they'll find a way out of them. And the truth is you can have all the rules you want, even for yourself or for other people. And in a heated moment, the rules are out the window. But what's not out the window is our ability to see ourselves going down the tubes catch it, you know, and go, oh, wait, (laughs) wait, it's quiet down here. Let's, let's just, let's just step back. And, and so to me, that's kind of a meaningful internal boundary that makes a big difference. And that, that's, you know, when I think about setting boundaries now, because I never really understood it in terms of the way psychology talks about it, I just think about what what makes sense to me to have a, a good feeling and to, to be in a nice relationship with people I'm interacting with.
0: Yeah, and you can kind of tell when there's a problem because the interaction between you and the other person starts to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden you get kind of like, ooh, this doesn't feel good, right? So sometimes what happens as a family therapist, because I work with the whole family, like I'll be talking to one person and then I talk with another person in the same family. Now there are some therapists, and and this gets to me a little bit nutty, uh, in psychology where like they, they don't talk to anybody else that's in the family. They just talk to one person, that's it, because of the, the problem with what they would call boundaries, right? And so it, you can feel it though when you're starting to get to share too much with one person, it's upsetting them, or it's about somebody else, and that's kind of what happens is we get caught up in our thinking, and then all of a sudden you can feel like okay, this is not going the right direction. But I just said my friend's um, son got married, and they came over here on a vacation, and we I took them out to lunch, and they were talking about how they um, met. Now they. It, These people are in their early thirties. They're not like 20 year old 20 year olds. They met and when they met each other, they met online and they started dating and pretty much right away, they knew that this was the person they were going to marry. And so then they waited about six months, I think, and they moved in together. And she said, you know, I read all the books on psychology, and I know you're supposed to wait a year before you do this, but, you know, we did it anyway. And I said, well, I just wrote a book on relationships, and I wouldn't say that, so don't worry about <laughs> it. You know, I said, what's the deal with rules? Because yeah. sometimes they just don't fit. You have to use your common sense. Now, you know, if you were uh, younger and, you know, you were each, like, drug addicts or something, then that would be a, an, another story because, of course, you'd use different thinking about the state of mind of the other person. But, you know, sometimes we make up these rules about what you have to do and what's good behavior. And it has nothing to do with really doing things in the moment and listening to your wisdom. I had another client that was talking to me about parenting. She's getting a divorce and they've got a parenting coach. And the parenting coach told them that they should have these rules about when to pass the kid back and forth, right? And how they should do it. No, it's your time. So you can't like let the your spouse have any time. So the kids need that structure. They need everything to be really. And I said, well, that's generally true. I mean, it's be- better to have a structure. But, you know, if it, if it feels like it's a, you know, once in a life opportunity that if they go with their father on this day, they get to meet Santa Claus or something. You know, it, it's like, yeah. We, You have to be flexible and use common sense in terms of how you're interacting but if you're coming from a place of animosity towards each other your thinking is not very good and you're not listening to your boundaries so you're likely to like maintain your boundary but it'll it actually is hurtful to people to do that because you made the decision and that's it you're sticking with it so you know i mean uh, you know not having boundaries would be the opposite right like making a decision okay I get the kids three days a week and he gets them three days a week and we alternate the the fourth day and and then he wants them my three days and his three days and I'm too insecure to say no so I go along with it then I get resentful then it gets to be bad because I'm really not listening to my wisdom again I am up in my head trying to please him or, or whoever it whoever it
1: is so that's, that's a great point trying to please, that's a great point. That's another non-boundary kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And we see that too in domestic violence situations. Uh, Both, I mean, I've had men that were victims of domestic violence as well as men, as well, well as women. And by and large, it never occurs to the victim that they have the right to say no, right? Like their thinking tells them, well, they're not always like this. Well, I really love them. Well, I'm Catholic, I married him, what can I do? You know, there's all kinds of thoughts that we have that then keep us from setting a healthy boundary so that we're safe.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I I had a um, client one time who, it's kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll skip a lot of it. The client was in her 70s and she'd been married for more than 50 years to a man who started abusing her on their honeymoon. Now, up until they got married, he was a perfect gentleman and her parents thought he was wonderful. He was a good provider. He was, you know, kind of a deacon in the church and a big deal in the community. So um, she didn't say anything because she felt like he was important and she wasn't. And she was only 19. It was her first boyfriend and her parents liked this guy and she didn't want to disappoint her parents and so as the years went by she always had a reason why she had to put up with this so she's sitting in my office is the first time she's seen a counselor because her friend made her come because her friend was worried about her physical well-being and this woman came in she was wearing a blouse buttoned up and, and long sleeves and she opened her blouse and pulled it open just a little bit and she was covered in bruises all across her chest old bruises, new bruises, and she pulled up her sleeves and her arms were all bruised, but he never touched her face. So she nobody ever knew and she never said anything. And she's going on about this long, terrible relationship. And I said, well, I know you're a very religious person because you told me that, but did you ever go to your minister and, and ask for help or guidance about how to manage this situation? And she said, oh, no, my husband was a deacon. It would have embarrassed him. And I said, well, what's kept you in this relationship all these years? And she said, well, the truth is, uh, at some point in life, we're both going to die. And then I'll never have to see him again because we're not going to the same place. <laughs> and I thought, now there's, there's a person that really has never considered a boundary you know her boundary is death i'm going to heaven he's going to hell thank yeah. god i'll be rid of him but you know i realize that people can talk themselves into anything when they're insecure and then the more insecure you get and the longer you've talked yourself into it uh the less possible it is for you to step back and say you know I've, i i'm going to take a different step here you know i've got i and it's not it it it, it makes no sense like One of the things that I found the courage to do when, um, and again, this goes back to business, but it applies to life when I first learned the principles was to fire or not to take clients that were abusive to my staff. And prior to that, I thought, well, you know, they're paying us a lot of money. That's part of the reason I can pay these people well and give them health insurance. And I can't really, you know, I've signed a contract. I had a million reasons why I had to do workarounds and try to put up with these people that were not, were abusive. And then after I learned the principles, it didn't make sense to me to do that. I thought, why would you own your own business and then be abused by your clients? You can pick your clients. You don't have to do business. You're not the government. You don't have to take everybody that walks in the door, <laughs> you know? And uh, I, so I did. I stepped in and my, first, my, first my employees were scared, but what happened is everything turned out better because- the good people in the community that could do business with me would see that happening and go, you know, she's got some guts. She got rid of that guy. He's a real jerk. Everybody hates him or he's really mean to everybody. And, uh, and that's another way of which, and I, and, you know, and I could do it in a nice way because our contracts allowed for it with proper notice and with carefully giving them back their materials so that they could manage them and training their staff, whatever it took. And, um, That was that was huge for me. And that came not from, you know, somebody telling me, you're not drawing enough boundaries. You should draw the line here. You should make rules about your business or you should change your contracts. It was for me waking up one morning and thinking, you know what? I don't want my staff being abused. That's not right. These are good people. They work very hard for these clients. They don't deserve to have clients being mean to them or pushing them or, you know, I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow that. That's not gonna happen. And you know I I just did what I had to do, and it didn't seem hard. It it, you know before that I every time I thought of doing it I got scared, and then after I kind of woke up it it didn't scare me anymore. I thought oh I can do that. That's it just makes sense, and I can explain it to them. I don't want that to be part of my business life.
0: Yeah, that's that's really kind of the thing that gets us, isn't it? Is our fear of what other. Are going to think about us, you know, and you know, it's kind of like when you're kind and generally, you know, want to help people and you're coming from a place of you know, wanting people to be happy with you, which who's not? Uh, it's natural, I think, to get a little bit like, oh, ooh, this, mm, ah, what am I supposed to do here, you know, and then, but the more you trust your wisdom, like the wisdom comes in and says, hey, something's not right here. Then the easier it is to say no, like, no, I'm not doing that, without it needing to be thought about a lot. You know, it's like a lot of times you say no, but then you got to think about it forever, like, how dare they ask me that, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just doing a lot of thinking about it. Whereas, like, oh, no, don't want to do that. Um, and, and making kind of like decisions based on how it feels rather than on an intellectual construct.
1: Right. Or, or fear of loss or anything like that. That's right. Yeah. Which is an intellectual construct. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think, you know, in other words, there is some common sense in the idea that boundaries make sense to people when they're useful and helpful. And yet there's no uh, common sense in having arbitrary rules to the point where you act like a robot, you know, and you and your common sense is saying, you know, you don't really have to be this mean about it or you know, this person is changing and you're not noticing it or something like that. Um, So I feel as though that's the the missing piece in anything that smacks of, uh, of, you know, drawing a line, making a rule, whatever is, am I coming from common sense? Am I coming from my wisdom or am I coming from fear or from other people's opinion or from being pushed in a direction? uh, because of something somebody said or did. And, and it's just, it, it, it's such a different feeling. And I think that's, that's, that's what's what help people is to realize I'll know, I'll know deep inside when the time has come to say, okay, this is it. I'm out of here. or This is over, or I'm going to go a different direction, or I'm going to quit my job or whatever.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it, it's really kind of like in the field of psychology, because Everybody looks at the outside world doing it to you. Mm-hmm. It it feels a little bit like setting your boundary means like you put up a wall. You know like stop. In yep. the name of, look no, stop <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 you like got to got to got to control this person, right? Cuz it seems like they're causing your upset. Okay, or somebody's upset with you and you're wondering why they're upset with you as you're asking them too many personal questions or you're interacting with them in a way that's more um, too personal for your relationship, right? And so you think like, what's wrong with you? So then you're like, don't understand why people are reacting to you. And when we understand that our experience is coming from within us, then we know what to do in either case. We can know when to shut our mouth, zip our lips, I would say, and take a step back apologize say i'm sorry i shouldn't have been nosy like that and make you know an an, an amend for that or when somebody else is doing it that you use your common sense and how am i going to deal with this person who's malfunctioning right now or how am i going to deal with this person that obviously doesn't know they're caught up in their thinking right now and they're in my business so you have to go inside to see what to do on the outside yeah rather just reacting to the outside. So they got the right ideas, right? We have to kind of interact with people in a way that we do that. But understanding that it's an inside out job really helps to make it more graceful, more loving, and a lot more effortless.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's a perfect place to end and say, we're setting a boundary on this this episode. That's
0: right. Everybody, you'll see you next week. Aloha.
1: Aloha. Take care.
0: We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.